Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning and Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. This is the weather is amazing, obviously, outside. So I want to just say thank you for those of you who made the trip to come out in this terrible weather. For those of you who are joining online, you know what? We love you too. We do love you too. We're glad that you guys are here. This this season is pretty cool um, for us, especially. So before we get into it, I want to take care of some business. Can I do that? Some business. Can I do that? Some business. Okay, here's the deal. We are in a Christmas offering. And so what that mean is, if you heard about it, we're trying to raise the $45,000 for our online, not online, our outreach partners locally and globally. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we, you have supported uh, two, two, can you say two? Two uh, churches in Italy and uh, several nonprofits around the city as well. And so what we do is we take up an offering uh, so it can help seed the funds that we want to spend next year. So if you're like, you know what, I've I wanted to give, I'm not quite sure, I haven't been consistent, this is your chance, one time to do it. Here's how it's going to work, okay? Super easy, okay? You see this card? If you don't see it, it should be in the seat in front of you. And all you got to do is scan it and put a million dollars in it, and you're good, okay? Actually, we don't need a million dollars, but we might, we might. But uh, if you guys can do that, that'd be great. Now, in all seriousness, though, uh, some of you guys have already given to it, and it's so encouraging, and thank you so much for that. Uh, But those of you who are thinking, you know, I might be able to, I don't know, maybe love for you to do it. It would help us out. Today is the last day for that, all right? Business is over. Okay, now let's talk about the topic. This morning, I'm gonna talk about love, 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 love. Now, here's the deal. We will actually be covering this idea of love and dating and romance and marriage and all that in February, in February. But I wanted to run some uh, sermon titles by you. Is that okay? Are you guys okay to uh, participate here? Okay, I need your opinion. You can vote on it. Okay, because I'm going to talk about, talk about love, but I'm talking about a different kind of love today. But in February, we'll talk about the love that we can, you know, we're all like, you know, in, in the middle of, in a sense. Okay, so here's the deal. I went to the team and I said, hey, listen, it would be awesome if the series that we do in February, because it's, you know, it's February, we would do something about uh, love and it would be connected to dating apps. Wasn't that a good idea? Dating apps. So I thought, now we've done this series before, and I thought this would be a great title to bring it back. Okay, so I'm going to. This is the, some of the titles I kind of proposed to them, okay? So help me out, okay? Give me a thumbs up, you know, make some noise. You're like, boo, whatever, okay. Okay, give me, give me some feedback, okay? You ready? You ready? First of all, love me Tinder. Come on, come on, right? Yes, yes, no, no, yeah, okay. Bring it back around, okay? How about this one, how about this one? Um, bumbling through love. 
No? Okay, for those of you who don't know, Bumble is a, is a pretty, it's an app, okay, dating app. Okay, how about this? How about this? I got one more, one more, okay? Everything hinges on love. No? None of those? The first one? The first one, the first one, first one. Okay, okay, okay. How about, how about, forget, forget dating apps. How about like song titles? Okay, how about like, all you need is love? You know that song? All you need is love, love. Love is all you need, right? Sung by? The Beatles. The Beatles, yes. How about that one? No? Maybe. Here's the problem, though. It's not true. Because I don't know about you, but I need coffee in the morning. I need a lot of things. All I need is love? No, thank you. I need a lot of cool things in my life, okay? I need things to work out. I, think I need people to stop t- bugging me. I need all kinds of things to happen. So what a truer statement might be is um, we all need love. And so we're going to get to the, the dating apps and all that stuff in February. But today, I do want to talk to you about love. I want to talk to you about God's love because I believe, I believe that it's going to take the pressure off the, the person you're with. Now, what I mean by the person you're with, it's not the person you're sitting next to or the person you're watching with. No, it's the person you're in a relationship with or the people you're around with. Because there is a pressure. There is this sense of like, um, um, you're not getting what you want out of the relationship. You might be even getting, uh, you're like, I just, I just, I, I, this person does not make me either happy or it doesn't do it for me or they're not figuring out who I am and they're not, that's not working out. I don't know if you know this, but we put pressure on the people we love to love us well. We do. We all the time, we're like, you know what? I wish you did more of, like, have you ever had that thought? I wish you did more of, yeah, of course, of course, we all do. And guess what? They do too. See, the problem with humanity is, is that we are longing and wanting a love that should not, that should not come from another person. Now, what I mean by that is like, we need love. All, we need love. But the love that sets us free, the love that transforms us cannot be given to us by another human. It really cannot. And so today I want to kind of just take the pressure off your person that you're with and go, okay, this, if you're wanting something from them, it was never, they were never created or meant to provide that for you. Because God's love is a different kind of love. And in fact, Advent season talks about this arrival of love. And it's not just love like you finally get a date. No, that's not it. It's the arrival of agape love. Now, say it with me. Can you do that? Agape. One more time. Agape. Agape love is a divine love that's defined by certain characteristics. Number one, it is perfect. It is unconditional. It's sacrificial. And it's pure. It's perfect, unconditional, sacrificial, and pure it's perfect it's unconditional sacrificial and pure that is the kind of love that you and i i don't know can give to another person you could try hard but i'm not quite sure if we can do this number one perfect (laughs) perfect seriously perfect i mean if you were perfect i would love you perfectly right that's that's what i'm thinking i think i'm perfect i don't know why what's the problem but anyways right Perfect love. But God says that this divine love, like he, he puts it out there. He says, I'm, I'm, I love you perfectly. So there's a passage. It's Jeremiah 31, uh, 1, I believe. No, 31, 3. Uh, I love it. It says, I have loved you with an, what's the word? Everlasting love. I mean, that's, that's awesome, right? If you, for someone to tell you, I love you with an everlasting love. 
I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. That's, that's, the, that's the promise. That's the, that's the, he declares that love for us. He's like, I love you with an everlasting love. To which we go, oh, I'm not quite sure. Because we are used to human love, not divine love. And so our hearts and our souls are like, I'm not quite sure if you can back that up, God. I'm not quite sure because I've never experienced that. Now, some of us have moments where you experience God's love and you're like, you're in the relationship with God and you know what I'm talking about. But here's what the scriptures actually talk about. This everlasting love, especially in John, this, 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 um, John the writer actually breaks it down. Let me read this to you. It says, he talks about this love and he says, such love, such love, has no, what? No fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. If we, if, if we are afraid, it's fear of punishment. And it shows that we have not fully experienced his, his, what's that word? Perfect love. Now, what's the big deal about this word perfect love? The word perfect is the word teleyu. Teleyu. Can you say that with me? Teleyu. Teleyu is the word that means that it is something that is completed. Like it is, it cannot grow anymore. It cannot grow. Like it's done. It's done. It's, it's full. It's completed. It's ripened. Whatever the word you want to use, it is done. There is no more. And so when God says, I love you with the perfect love, he says, I love you with the love that does not grow. You see, for me, I'm not used to that because everything about me and my relationships and the things I even do, they, they, they just grow. I'm just used to growing. And when it comes to love, some people go, I have grown out of what? Love. People say that. We grow and our love for things grow. You look at a person and you go, I love you more than I did what? Yesterday, right? God never has that moment. God never goes, I think I love you more. What'd you do to your hair? Ooh, I like it. Like he doesn't have that moment. He doesn't go, I think I love you more. I don't. We, we grow, we grow. You know, there are certain things that like, like everything about us grows. Like was there or is there something that you can't do now that you could do before? For me, it's like skateboarding. I cannot do that. Listen, back in the day, I was like, oh, that's great. Now, I'm not as bouncy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm going to break. The other day, I realized something. It's just the craziest thing. This is the, this, is the art, this, is, this is the art of growing old. I just realized, here's something I cannot do. I used to love doing this. I used to love eating a whole Snickers bar. Guys, I can't do that. I mean, I could, I could do it, but I will what? I'll pay for it. It's the weirdest thing. It's the, it's the strangest thing. Now, how many of you think, you know, I can still do this? I can still read one of these. Okay, who wants this? Anybody want this? Okay, okay, you want this? Who, someone, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it. Who's going to catch it? I'm going I'm to toss it back there. You get it? Remember, you can't sue me. So, okay, ready? And... Hey, it's awesome. Perfection right there. That's it. So what's interesting about this is that everything about us grows. Our business grows. Our life grows. Our, our relationships grow. Everything grows. So we're used to this. We're used to a love that grows. And the problem with that, though, is, is that the growing, something growing um, means that something is not, uh, that someone's got to love us in a way 
that knows what we could be and not just who we are. And the problem with human love is because it's not perfect. It's because we don't know how people will change and grow. You've met people, you know people who you used to like and you what? You don't anymore. They grew weird, <laughs> right? You know people like that. We know people like that. And so we're kind of used to that. And so I think deep down, we just know we have this sense that um, if people knew who I was, they would stop loving me. Like, could you imagine, like, because you've grown, you never used to have these kinds of thoughts, but now you do. And imagine those thoughts right now, if they were projected up, if people could read your thoughts, have you ever thought something and you went, oh my God, how did I even think this? Like, what happened? Have you ever had that? Has this thought ever scared you? You're like, oh gosh, I'm the, I'm the worst person in the world. Like, have you had a thought and you th instantly thought it, I'm going to go to hell for that. Right? It's one of those things. It's one of those things. See, here's what's powerful about God's perfect love that does not grow. He fully knows you. He knows who you are, what you did, um, and he knows what you will do. He looks at you, he's created you, and he loves you with that kind of love. He knows your thoughts. He's heard all your thoughts. He's been in all the... He, all the awkward moments he's been in the perversion with yourself he's been in the addictions he's been in the moments of joy moments of like pain moments where you were abusing certain things he's been in all of those moments he's fully known you so when God says I love you with an everlasting love when God says I love you with perfect love and that perfect love casts out fear he's talking about that says I know you and I'm telling you I love you and that, my friends, a human cannot give you. And so that's the kind of love that we've got to understand. And the only way we can experience that is, is, is that we have to be open to it, which leads to this idea of unconditional love, where, where agape love is also unconditional. Like, I don't know about you, but everything in my life is conditional. Like all my relationships are conditional. I feel like it, right? And some of them are transactional. And which, which means is like, you know, there's a, there's a serious give and take here, okay? I mean, if you don't give, there's no taking. It's, that's how it is. And it's conditional. Like we live our lives sometimes having to pretend to be a certain kind of person. You have to be like, okay, I'm a spouse. I, I, I have to act a certain way. I'm a dad. I got to act a certain way. I'm a mom. I, I'm an employee. I'm a this. I'm a that. And you like, I got roles to fill. And everybody wants me to be someone else. And here's the deal. The problem is there's also is a sense of everybody wants me to just get better and just be better. Like you've looked at a loved one. Maybe it's your parents and they give you this look back and they just, they don't say it, but they just wish, I wish you were better. You know, I just wish. Because it's, it's, it's conditional. It's about condition. It's about like, if you perform, if you do this, because I'm keeping score and you are losing right now. So what do we do with that kind of love? You can't do much. You can't, you can't thrive in conditional love. And that's why, friends, that's why like this love that we have to like jump into, tar, uh, 
like pursue, allow, um, go after is an unconditional love. This agape love that God wants to offer to us. That's the kind of love that will, in fact, set us free from all kinds of things. See, here, here's what I love about Here's what I love about the, um, this, this kind of love. John 3, 16, right? You guys know the passage, right? You guys, some of you guys already know it. It says this, okay? It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, right? That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have what? Eternal life. Now, the problem, no, the good thing about um, John 3, uh, 6, uh, 3, 16 is John 3, 17. And it, and if you don't read John 17, you don't understand the context of it. Because God doesn't stop there. And he says, for God did not send his son into the world to what? Condemn the world, but to save the world through it. See, God has to qualify his love. Now, how do you, um, how do you, how, not how, but I guess, why do you have to qualify love with certain people? It's, 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 like, it's like this. It's like, it's like, it's like, um, like an abused pet. An abused pet, if you have an abused pet, the, to show them love, you have to qualify that you're not going to hurt them. Why? Because they've been what? They've been abused. They've been abused. And I wonder, I wonder if this is kind of true of humanity, that God already sees this. The other day, the other day, I kid you not, I, kid you not, I was behind a bus, and a bus stopped, and this kid comes up, and normal, right, right? But what was not normal is, is he comes out and he takes his book bag and he throws it on the ground. Again, normal. Maybe you've done this. Okay? But then he proceeds to kick it all the way home. Friends, I would just stop there. I was like, I'm going to see how long he goes. He's kicking the junk out of that bag. At first I was like, is he kicking someone else's bag? Nope. All the other kids have their bag. It's his book bag. And he's kicking it. All the way. And I'm like, could you imagine the conversation with his parent, right? What happened to his bag? Before it was okay, and now you've been kicking the bag. And I thought, this is funny. I don't know. If you, I feel bad for him, but I'm laughing at, you know, what he's doing. It's funny. I was thought about that a little bit. And I think, like, I think, I don't, I don't know about you, but I think, like, sometimes you've been kicked, you've been kicked a lot, I think for some of us, like, we started off all good, but we've been kicked so much. And sometimes life can kick our, right? I mean, and it can just knock the faith out of you. It can knock hope out of you. Like, it can dent up your confidence big time. And now, now, some of us, you might even know someone like this, some of us are convinced that you are not lovable that something has happened or you've done something and you are not lovable and you begin to like just live that out and you know that if people found out that they would not even like you but deep down you feel like you are not lovable and then Jesus comes around and says hey I see this broken humanity, and I just want to qualify the love. I don't want to make you feel bad. I just want you to know, I just want to love you. It's not that I love some people more. It's that some people let me love them more. And for some of us, we're not even letting him. 
we're not even letting him. Why? Because you're like, I'm unlovable. And that is the biggest lie. Because humans might not be able to love you. But God, agape love, divine love, says, I love you perfectly because I know you. And guess what? I love you unconditionally. I accept who you are. I know you. I get it. But that love that accepts first transforms next. Do you hear me? The love that accepts anyone first transforms next. And so that's why God says, okay, and next he loves us with a sacrificial love, a love that sacrifices, sacrifices. I don't know about you, but I don't love to sacrifice. I don't. It doesn't come natural to me. Anybody comes natural to you? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't, I like, I, I, I like, I, I don't mind compromise if other people are doing it. Like if people would just compromise for me, it would be a beautiful place. Okay, it would be awesome. If people just do what I want to do and uh, just act like I want, want them to act and agree with me, it would be a beautiful place. Beautiful. The world would be beautiful, right? That's the kind of love I need, right? But his love, God's love, says here he, he sacrifices. Now, what, what does that mean? Like he sacrifices to the point of that he is committed to us even when things get bad. Like uh, sacrificial love puts uh, the other person's needs first. How does, he, how does that even work? Like, for example, let me read you this passage, right? It says of Jesus here that, and John, John writes this. He says, he, you know, Jesus came into this very world he created. So he comes into the world that he created. But the world did not, did not what? Recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected. What's that word? Rejected him. So Jesus comes into the world, and if you know the Christmas story, he walks into hostility. Like there are people trying to figure out how he's born, where he's born, and try to kill all the possible possibilities of a baby boy. If you read the story in the scriptures, you know he was born into strife. He was born into this idea of like, I have to run for my life. So Mary and Joseph have to take off and hide. And then he's rejected. I mean, this is a God who's been rejected by humanity from day one. He's rejected. And then he says, but, but, but to all who believed and accepted him, he gave them the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not from a physical birth resulting in a human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. A birth that comes from God. Man, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could take that. Like, I don't know how long I would pursue someone if they rejected me. Like, I don't know how, if you do, like maybe some of you guys are good with rejection. I am terrible at it. I don't like it at all. Like, like it's the weirdest thing is like, um, like if I know uh, I'm going to get rejected, I just won't even try. Anybody else do that? Anybody? Like, if I know there's a chance that this is not going to happen, they're going to, I don't even try. If, like, I'm, if I'm at a party or if I'm a gathering or something and, I, and someone looks at me the funny way, I'm like, they're going to reject me. I'm like, I'm not even going to say hello to you. I'm going to keep on going. Because I, I just want to be accepted. And so humans, we can't take rejection. 
but God's love can. And for so many reasons and so many times in different ways, we've rejected him. Like we've, you know, uh, okay. We've, we, but his love continues, continues to sacrifice to the point of like he knows our condition and he's willing to commit to us forever, which is so strange to me, but I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess I don't have to get it because his love is divine. And lastly, this love is also pure. So it's not just sacrificial. It's not just unconditional, um, not just perfect, but it's, it's pure. So what, is, what does a pure love look like? A pure love, pure love. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, have you ever met someone or, or maybe you have people in your life that, that um, I don't know, you don't know where you are with them. Anybody? Like, you don't know where you are. You know, I've got some pastor friends. Okay, don't tell them. I have some pastor friends. And I'll go in gatherings and all that. And I'll, you know, and I meet, I, I say, hey, and we talk. And, and, I, and my, my mind is like, are we good? Like, do you like me? Like, I don't know if you like me. There's some people who are very clear. I don't like you. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I've had moments where I walk down after preaching on Sunday morning. The first person that comes and says, I don't like you. I'm like, you're honest. That's great. Okay. Or I didn't want to like you. I'm like, okay, why do you feel you need to share all these things with me? You know, just pretend that you do or don't say anything to me. Okay. What's, what's the problem? But then there are some people I'm like, I'm like, like, is it, is it like, do you like me because of, because of who I am or what I can do for you? You know, like, is it, is, is there an agenda behind this? Like, I know there are some people who, like, you know, I don't know if you, my life, like, maybe you have that too. They're just, they're, they're, they want to be around you, not because they want to be around you. They want to be around you because of what you could do, what? For them. And then you're, you're not sure if it's really, if it's really pure. You're like, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if this is, if, if, it, if it's, if it's pure. And I, what do you do with that? I don't know. I don't know what you, what do you do with that? Because sometimes you don't know how to gauge their commitment or their like endurance with you. Do you know that we do this with God too? Like I think we live our lives and we hit a point and sometimes in our careers, sometimes in our, in our, in just our relationships, life just gets hard. And for some of us, like this Christmas is hard. It's just, it's complicated. I was talking to a person just between the services and they're like, you know, they're, they're going to be spending Christmas by themselves and their family is choosing to not spend Christmas with them. And it's just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. I'm like, it's just tough. It's just tough. And sometimes in those moments when things don't work out and like just hard things happen, you kind of go, you know what I do? I do. I just do like, does God really like me? Like, does he, did he like me because I was doing good? And now everything is going bad. And is it because I've sinned? Like how many of us, right? We go through stuff and you're like, you hit a point and you're like, I don't know if like I was doing good. And, but now I think I did some things or allowed some things in my life. And I, I don't think God loves me. 
Why? Because, well, there's things happening in my business. There's things happening in my life. There's like, life's not good. It's not, it's hard. I, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe, maybe I just haven't done what I need to do. And maybe I need to go to church more. And maybe I need to listen more. And maybe I need to pray more. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. See, when, if you've had those thoughts, I want you to know, number one, we've all had those thoughts. And number two, that is a very human thought because that is based on human love. But God's love is extremely pure, which means it's not connected to all the things that are happening and there's no hidden agenda behind it. So the Paul, one of the apostles, he writes, um, he writes several letters to several groups of people. And if you've ever read the New Testament, he writes uh, to this church in Rome and it's called, the book is called Romans, right? And it's a deep book because it deep dives into what God really did and all the things and all that. But he's writing to a particular group of people. And then in chapter eight or so, he begins talking about and harping on God's love, this divine love. Like he keeps on bringing it up and bringing it up. And it's, he's, he's basically answering the question, why do bad, bad things happen to good people? Like, why do, why do hard things happen? And where's God in all of that? And so when he writes this, he, 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 he kind of really makes a big deal about God's love more than other things. Like he talks about God's love versus, well, gives them a reason. And there is a reason he uses love to explain what's happening. Because Romans or Rome is the English word, but in Italian, it's the city's name is what? Roma, Roma. Now, N.T. Wright, who is a scholar and teacher, he begins, he actually has written a book about it. And he believes uh, with evidence that back in those days, there was another name for the city called Roma. There's, there's another name. And that name was in fact Roma spelled backwards. And if you spell Roma spell backwards, it would be amor, which means love. And so he goes into deep dive into the fact that R Romans believed that that city was connected to the God of love in Greek mythology. And so they were like, in a sense, not descendants of it, but they were connected to it. And so when Paul writes about love to the city, he is in fact talking about the reality that most of those people, at least in his times, knew this name of the city was basically, this is a city of love. But he redefines it because here's the number one difference between um, um, love of God versus the love of the gods. Greek mythology and Jesus. The biggest thing is, is that you have to please the gods for them to what? Love you. It was always that. And if you were going through a hard time, if things were going bad, it's usually whose fault? Your fault. You are not doing something right to please the gods. And that's why this is happening. That you have to continually um, 
bow to the gods, pay homage to the gods, and there were so many gods they had to please. You have to satisfy, satisfy the gods all the time. And so Paul comes in and he goes, let me tell you, if you're going through some things, you people of love, there is actually a, a love that's divine and it's not the kind of love that you know. It's a deeper kind of love. And in the middle of that, he writes Romans 8, verses 31 through 38. And I'm gonna read this in the message translation, which is a paraphrase, but it gives us a great picture of what he talks about. And Paul gets pretty passionate about this because he's trying to break them out of the love that they've known. And so he writes, he goes, if, if God, if God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? He starts off with the question. He's like, I just want you to, I, like if, if any of this stuff is true, like we've been talking about. If any of you who've experienced Jesus, who know the life of Jesus, you've seen the birth, like you know about the birth, you know all this. If any of this is true, then you obviously know that God has sent his son to die on a cross and has paid, like has sacrificially given and exposed his son to the worst for you. Like what is special, what is so special about you that he would do this and he would allow torment for his son? Like he's kind of building the case of like, hey, the gods don't do this. The gods don't do this. But this God does and did. And then he keeps on going. He says, do you think, do you think, there's a lot of questions in here, by the way, okay? He says, do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? He's like, hey, question for you. Question for you, is anyone... You, do, you, do, do, you, do, do, like, do you think anyone is going to be able to? You think God is going to allow anything to come between, between you and his love for you? You think you're powerful enough to do that? Do you? Do you think anything is? Do you think so? And then he says it. He answers the question. He says, there is, there is what? There is no way. He's like, no way. It's not happening. He says, not trouble, by the way, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even, not even the worst, what? Sins listed in scripture. He's like, let me just list some things here. I'm telling you, I'm, gonna, I'm making a list here. I'm checking it twice. I'm just, I'm telling you, there is nothing. Like you think your hard times is getting in the way of God's love. You think your sin, you think you are that powerful. Really? To make God stop loving you. He keeps on going. He says, I'm absolutely, absolutely what? Convinced that nothing, nothing. He's like, and then he qualifies it. Let me just be clear. Nothing living or dead. Uh, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or what? Unthinkable. Absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way, because of the way what? That Jesus, our master, has done what? Embraced us. He's like, you think 
your sin and your stuff and your unlovableness or whatever you think, you think you think it's going to get between me hugging you? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That, that doesn't change the world. You remember the particle sun story? So the, 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 the prodigal son story is the, 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 the younger guy goes out and just parties it up, sends all, all, does all the thing, and Jesus is standing there telling the story, and he says the older son was doing his thing, the religious people were doing all his things, they're all perfect and all that good, 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 and, but this son, he comes running, and there was nothing. He couldn't earn it, so he was, he was, he couldn't, he, he, nothing could accept him except divine love. All the other love was conditional and all the other things the people did. But this guy didn't have any, anything to offer. And the first thing that the father goes and does, when Jesus tells a story, he goes, the father goes and he does what? Hugs him. Hugs him. Hugs him. No, no, no. Hey, let's clean up first and then I'll hug you. Oh, you smell bad. No, hugs him, hugs him. And for some reason, God thinks that humanity could be healed by a hug. This is the kind of love that God's inviting us to. It takes the pressure off. No one else can do this for you. Your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, boyfriend, your best friends, they can't. They were never supposed to. What you need they can't give you. So stop putting the pressure. Stop putting the pressure on them and stop thinking you're terrible so they don't, because they don't love you the way you do. Want to be loved. It's God's love. It's God's love. It's always been God's love. And, and so in seasons like this, we're reminded, hey, Jesus was born, lived and died, was resurrected, so we could experience that kind of love. So I want to pray for us. Can I do that? Let's stand together. Lord God, we, we don't know sometimes what to do in moments like this. Some of us are like, you know what? You're right. I feel it. I, 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 I know it. I, that's true. Some of us are like, you know what? I, I don't know what is with me that I just want other people. I just want people to, to do but only you can do, God. So God, today, we put it aside. Today we say, you know what? I'm gonna let the people off the hook. People who need, that I've been putting pressure on to give me unconditional, perfect, sacrificial, pure love. Because only you can do that. And God, for some of us, we've never said yes to the relationship. And that's all we need to do. God, it's not that, it's not like you love people more. It's that some people allow you to love them more. And so today, I pray that all of us would say, Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender myself to you, to your love. Would you love me, transform me, would you forgive me? Would you free me? How would you do that? God, I pray that as we respond, 
Some of us might go receive communion. Some of us might go to the cross. Others might go light a candle. Some might just sit and just ponder. God, whatever it is, this moment, God, allow us to be just um, shown that you've always been there, God. You'll always be there. You'll never leave. Let's respond. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.